This is mutual. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. The following presentation is a production of 63 Audio and the Narada Radio Company, a proud member of the Mutual Audio Network. Welcome to the cellar. It's our first ever limerick contest special. And here to recite the very special horror limerick entries are the Queen of the Cellar, Cadavra Quivery, and her very special guest, Captain Billy Bones. My name is Cadavra, Cadavra Quivery. Welcome back to the cellar. Oh, today I have a very special friend visiting. (laughs) His name is Billy, Billy Bones. He just sailed in from the high seas where he captains the ship, the Flying Ohioan. Is that right, Billy? Arr, arr, named after me home state, don't you know? Arr, 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 arr. It's good to see you, Cadavra. You're looking quite, uh, tasty. Oh, Billy, please mind your bones. <laughs> you're always a good one, Ar. So what are we here for today? What are we doing? Fiends, we had a special, I don't know, contest, we shall say, where you came up with some delightful limericks for me to read, and I would like for Billy to join me in reading these to you. How does that sound? Oh, that sounds great fun. Oh, yeah, I think limericks are the finest type of poetry ever known. (laughs) Great. Okay, let's see, Billy. Do you want to start or should I? Well, I, I say ladies first. It looks like our first limerick writer, poet writer, is Nancy Bueller. Excellent. Why don't you go ahead? Okay. Mm. Her poison of choice wasn't tasty, but worked in a way oh so hasty. He thought, my, this tastes queer, and started to veer and screamed, What have you given me, Gracie? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Oh, oh. reminds me of the time my one of my ex-wives tried to poison me. <laughs> oh, only we'll once. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> we have one more. We'll see. We have two more from Nancy. These chains round my arms are so tight. The air in this space is too light. I scratch and I claw and I yell and I bawl. But the bricks have been put up just right. That sounds like my favorite place to be. (laughs) It sounds like... The cask of Amontillado from Edgar Allan Poe. <gasps> exactly. <laughs> clever, clever girl, Nancy. Good job there. Ah. Let's see one more. Chop, chop. 
went the knife once again. For flesh he developed a yen. His fridge he did stuff. Surely that wasn't enough. But where to put his dear friend Ken? <laughs> Ken, look out. <laughs> You're in trouble, boy. <laughs> I just hate when I run out of space in my freezer. <laughs> oh, I know. I know that big... Stainless steel model you got down there is nice. Exactly. Rodrigo loves it. He loves to look at himself in it. (laughs) Oh, how is Rodrigo these days? Oh, you know, he haunts here and there. What? Hold on. Rodrigo, honey, we have a new friend here. Come say hi. You don't mind? Let me shake all of your hands there, (laughs) (laughs) Rodrigo. (laughs) Okay, Rodrigo, go take a nap. Go take a nap. No, no, don't hug me. Don't hug me. No. <laughs> Rodrigo, stop. He's a friendly fella. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> Sorry for the fur. Okay. <clears throat> Billy, would you mind reading our next one? Oh, aye. The next one is from our friend, Gareth Severn. He writes, An old man from old Corpus Christi, upon drinking beer, got so pissed he chose to write a new script in which gruesome death he'd depict just think if he'd been drinking whiskey. <laughs> oh, oh. That's a clever one. I always like that. <laughs> oh, I love it. That was wonderful. All right. So the next one's really good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, at a big party in Transylvania, a young man with hematolania soon grew very full and cut short his first cull, but vowed to return and I'll drain ya. Oh! Sounds like my favorite type of party to be at. (laughs) (laughs) I had to look up what hematolania meant, but uh, it's pretty accurate about uh, someone who likes to drink blood. (laughs) Oh, so I... Oh, well, yes. Let's not get into that right now. (laughs) (laughs) More time for that later. Okay. And his last one from Gareth says, Frankenstein was feeling too ill, so the doc said, Lie here, take this pill. Then the doc threw a switch, gave Frank electrical twitch, and his bollocks shot over the hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, wonderful. That, that poor fella. <laughs> that imagery. Mm, just electric. <laughs> mm, let's that one was kind of shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Gareth. Mm. Well, who's next? We have Barry Grimes. Oh, he's a fine fella. He's a fine fella. What's, what does he say? What, what did he send us? Let's see, Barry. A zombie arose from his crypt, saw the flesh from his bones had been stripped. Upon glancing down, he said with a frown, No longer am I well equipped. Oh. Seems we have a theme here. <laughs> oh, that is just oh, terrible. Poor oh, zombies. Let's see. Ooh, a vampire late of Nantucket bit the neck of one lass and did suck it. I rightly declare he didn't stop there and took the rest of her home in a bucket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, see, that's 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 recycling in action right there. I like that. That's very good. Okay, never waste. I think he's got one more, doesn't he? Another, oh, he does. Another one about Frankenstein. Ooh. Oh, 
Frankenstein's monster, don't scoff, developed a horrible cough. Due to doctor's poor sewing, he was huffing and blowing, and soon his Schwanstucker fell off. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh, oh, and you know what they say. <clears throat> the bigger the Schwanstucker... No, no, no. Oh. The, 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 anyway, there's some sort of saying about the Schwanstucker. Oh. I don't remember what it is. So <clears throat> That was cheeky. a good one, Barry. Those were... Those were fine limericks there, boy. Yes. Would you do me the honor? Read the next one. Oh, this is from Jason D. Johnson. Many of you may know Jason from several roles he plays in, in, in these stories that, that Cadaver brings. Um, mm. He has one another one about vampires. Let's hear it. Okay. <clears throat> Though vampires to me are cliche, I carry stakes in this old attache. I have to be quick, the vampires to stick. Then I launched them with this trebuchet. Oh, now isn't that interesting? <laughs> just so you know, a trebuchet is kind of a, a catapult, I think. Mm, from medieval I, times. You're right. It's just like the one I have over in the corner. Have you seen it? <laughs> have I seen it? You've, you've treated me to several rides in that thing. Oh, of course. <laughs> that last party you know, was just wild. <laughs> when you get tired of me, you send me off. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, Dana Gonsalves. He's involved in everything as well, yes? Nearly everything, that's right. He's wonderful. Mm. All right, well, what does he have for us? Let's see. <laughs> there was a mad doctor from Maine who went out in search of a brain. Sadly, all he could find was an old, moldy rind, and his creature turned out quite insane. <laughs> he got Abby Normal's brain. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Dana. What's next? Two zombies were rending with claws, a poor woman, and stuffing their jaws. One thought, brain meat is bland. Said, hey, give me a hand. Heard, I'm eating. No time for applause. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, an excellent play on words there. I like that. Excellent. Okay, last one. We don't want to be any worry. We're both in a bit of a hurry. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. Did you know that you look like Tim Curry? <laughs> oh, it's the Rocky was, Horror Picture Rocky Show. Horror. He, was, he was channeling Brad Majors in that one. Oh, oh good data. Excellent. That was a fine, fine set of limericks there, boy. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Next. Oh, it's Robert Chauncey. He's uh, he's a podcaster himself. He hosts and writes the uh, a series called The Tunnels, which is set in Georgia. Okay. So he sent us blood spattered all over the wall. As I searched for my missing eyeball, it rolled on the ground, near again to be found, as zombies continued to maul. Ooh! <laughs> Very good imagery in that one, Robert. Nice one. Oh, nice job. It reminds me of my jar of eyeballs I have over on the shelf. I really need <laughs> to clean those. You should find some different colors. Most of them are blue. Do you have a fetish or something about blue oh, eyes? Oh, they're just so divine. <laughs> I love them. Let's see. Who's Leanne King? Oh, she played Lady Macbeth in uh, Pulpery Theater back in the day. Oh, Fine actress. excellent. And she wrote, 
with increasingly murderous delight, his fingers held fast and wrapped tight. A hideous screech with blood-curdling reach. That's the last time I'll date him, all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to oh. find the right fella. <laughs> oh, it's so true. Great job, Leanne. <laughs> very good, very good. All right, next is Chris Messersmith. I think Chris is uh, an actor in the Dallas area. Um, and he sent us this. A ghost drifted out of a cave. Mm. Her countenance looked very grave. With her eyes glowing red, she threw back her head and screamed, Where the hell is that hermit called Dave? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're getting some good images here. Excellent. I like that one. Very good. Okay, next is Christy Daigle. And who is she? Christy is a, a lass that I went to school with a long, long time ago. She's a fine lady living in living on the West Coast now. And she took the time to send me a limerick. Let's see. Oh, she did. She did. <laughs> there once was a butcher named Pete, whose hands were as huge as his feet. He took out his knife, and he carved up his wife, for she was only in love with his meat. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. oh! I don't know how to take that one. <laughs> oh, that sounds awfully specific, Christy. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, good one, though. Very good. Okay. Uh, next, Karen Tardiff. She's a, a poet down on the on the Gulf Coast. A fine lady. She directs community theater plays from time to time and and, and shows off her poetry. Very good stuff. Oh, how she delightful! Says, <laughs> yes. Count Drac, it is said, liked his wine. He was known to imbibe time to time, a Chablis or a Port or a nice Malafort. But sometimes he drank straight from the vine. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Little double meaning there, I like. Yes. <laughs> now this one, no, even though you know me, I, I'm all, all about, you know, plain speaking, but I think this one... <laughs> Some of the some of the uh, people with a queasy stomach might not like this one too much. <laughs> Be prepared for a warning. <laughs> she saved all her scabs in a jar, displayed in a spot on the bar. Her guests were disgusted, but she swore they weren't crusted, for she kept them quite softened with lard. <laughs> oh, that is so specific. Oh, <laughs> what an interesting idea. I could right next well, to your eyeballs. <laughs> I'm thinking that might be a fun collection to start. <laughs> okay. Now here's one from Jill Corn. A vampire who wanted to flirt one midnight unbuttoned her shirt. He neglected to tell her. He dwelt in a cellar, snuggled up in a coffin of dirt. <laughs> oh, and which cellar does he dwell in, I wonder? <laughs> I wonder. That's awfully specific. I thought I was the only one with a cellar this nice. <laughs> Maybe it's Boris. Maybe your friend Boris. <gasps> oh, true. What has Boris been getting into? Who is this woman? <laughs> Boris! Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, he keeps busy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's keep going. We're almost... Well, no, we're not. We have quite a bit to go here. <laughs> I just scrolled down and saw that we still have plenty of very good limericks to go. So next, Stu Hutchinson. Stu 
and I, Stu is a nice guy. He, uh, he and I went to high school together a hundred years ago or so, and uh, he's got a YouTube channel where he posts Pirate Stu's Bootyful Joke of the Day. It's dumb jokes, and he posts them nearly every day. So oh. you'll go look for him. Pirate Stu's Bootyful Joke of the Day. <laughs> oh, that sounds right up my alley. <laughs> so this is sort of along the same lines as those jokes. Mm. It goes, uh, I once knew a quite sexy ghoul whose eating habits bordered on cruel. She said, take me to dinner. You could be a big winner, and I might even nibble your tool. <gasps> oh, <laughs> naughty. <Fucking>. Naughty stew. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, James Songster. I know, I've known James for many years. Uh, we knew each other back in Scotland. Back, oh, during the time of William Wallace, I think. Mm. He's, a, he's a very fine fellow and a good poet and a very talented magician as well. Mm. Let's see what James says. I suppose I should sleep when I'm tired, but my will to continue is fired. You see, I don't want to nap. I'm a quite different chap. Reading Red Dragon has got me inspired. Mmm! <laughs> Was he talking about Hannibal Lecter there? I think so. Isn't he a cousin of yours he... from, wow. from way back? We, we don't talk about everybody in the family tree, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, next we've got our favorite fella here. Um, one of our one of our longtime members of the Narada Radio Company, Phil Boyd Studge. He sent us a few uh, limericks here. Uh, this one goes... A werewolf who wanted a snack just before his next lunar attack said, I should be quite wary, but when I'm not hairy, these thin mints to me are like crack. Oh, <laughs> oh are those the Girl Scout cookies? Oh, I, I, <laughs> I know you like Girl Scouts better than Girl Scout cookies. That's but, true. I was you know. so disappointed when I found out they were not made with real Girl Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think we all were. But anyway, the next one goes right along with that. It's about a cannibal. The cannibal ate like a pig, got arrested and tossed in the brig. He cried, Pawn my life! I was helping me wife! She asked if her bum looked too big. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't recommend that's your answer, men, when your wife no. asks you that question. <laughs> never, never. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I have Federal Stone Cipher. Well, he does some announcing for Mutual. He's a fine fella as well. And looks like a good poet. Excellent. Let's see. Mm. You can save up to half of your rent with this entrepreneurial bent. Collect a deposit by leasing your closet to people of murderous intent. Oh, Ooh. Nice. oh that might be a great idea. I've got space. I've got lots of closets. <laughs> oh, bring in a few extra pennies, right? Yes. Let's see. There's another one. With limericks, one can be ribbled when describing how Fanny Hill dribbled. But if left up to me, it would be better to see it than to read the words John Cleland scribbled. <laughs> Oh. I went and looked up Fanny Hill, and that was a dirty book oh. from the 18th century, believe it or not. Oh, no, please. We have 
Well, they're all dead, but we have ladies present. <laughs> it's a dirty book, and you should all read it. <laughs> Next is my old friend, Dr. Fred Sturdley. I think he took out my appendix or my liver or a couple of my kidneys a few oh. years ago. Anyway, but he, he sent me something here. He's a weird old bugger. My vicious old uncle, Big Ned, tried to hammer three nails in my head. I woke after the second, and Neddy, he beckoned, Shh, just let me finish, young Fred. Oh! oh. It's like, don't bother me while I'm working. <laughs> exactly. I like it. Mm. It sounds a little too familiar, like something I may have been talking about last weekend. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well. That's what I do to people who don't social distance. Mm, exactly. I'll hammer a nail right in their head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody should have a lovely cellar like mine where you can social distance in style with just Rodrigo, but plenty of things to eat, candles to lay around, and seances to hold. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. I'm looking forward to to getting into your hot tub of blood. (gasps) It is. It'll be nice and fresh and refilled very soon. It's very, very warm. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. Well, who's next? Chauncey Hayworth. Oh, he's a a writer. So he sent us us a a pretty interesting limerick here. (gasps) Ready? Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. In the darkest depths of the sea, beneath flotsam, jetsam, debris, lies an old elder god, winged, tentacled, clawed. In my sleep, he whispers to me. Mm. Oh, I like that one. Mm. <laughs> the imagery. It's like the, the Kraken or somebody like that. Exactly. Right, I have to deal with these. Old elder gods who live under the sea. They're trying to grab me and sink the fly in Ohio and all the time. Oh, I can imagine just the horrendous, the tentacles, the terrible weather. Mm. Oh, and they have terrible breath, too. Oh, no. <laughs> all that fish they eat. <laughs> oh, let's see. I, 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 they come up and I throw them a toothbrush. <laughs> Take care of this and then you can sink me. Come on now. <laughs> Well, good job there, Chauncey. And next, Joel Griffin is another another audio drama podcaster. He and I work together on a couple of things. Um, so he um, he writes, A man who was constantly twitching had a very unusual kitchen with an antique icebox that was covered in locks, which he kept three vampires and a lich in. Oh! <laughs> Oh, I'm not too happy about that, I'll bet. <laughs> Darling, we don't keep vampires in a refrigerator. <laughs> They'd get frostbite. Exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Let's see. Um, who do we have next? Lothar Tuppen. Lothar Tuppen. Let's see. Sent us a couple of these. How delightful. <laughs> There once was a woman who swore she'd mastered vampirical lore, but her hopes came to zip. As her veins he did rip, and her corpse was all covered in gore. Mm. (laughs) Excellent, Lothar. Let's see. Excellent job there, buddy. I once knew a dancer named Bunny. Who drowned mimes and clowns in sweet honey. When asked why she did this, she answered with bliss. 
I do it because I call it funny. <laughs> oh, that's the way to treat your minds and clouds. Oh, sure. <laughs> Bunny. Bunny, I want to meet her. She sounds delightful. Mm. And she would bring the desserts to all of my parties. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Nice job, Lothar. Lothar is uh, a very prominent figure in uh, modern audio drama, member of the Mutual Audio Network, and is in good standing to boot. Fine job there, Lothar. Mm, excellent. Who's next? next? David Alt. David Alt is the co-host of the Sonic Society and a very busy voice actor. He's uh, involved heavily in um, the No Sleep podcast. Mm -hmm. if you that one? Yes. He sends us this one. A writer was getting annoyed. His characters were too overjoyed. It's meant to be horror. I'll fix this, Begora. <laughs> and he cast them all into the void. Oh! <laughs> oh. He gets extra points for rhyming horror and Begora. Exactly. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, my. The words. Oh. Okay, let's see. Excellent, David. Fine job, boyo. Who do I have? Mark Bruzy. He is a fine fella, lives in New York, and he's an audio drama producer and has made uh, a, a few voices for me in the past as well. So uh, let's hear what he has to say. Mm -hmm. From Mark. There once was a lady near Devon whom everyone thought was in heaven. They'd cut off her head, declared she was dead, but she walks the whole town at eleven. <laughs> well, she's busy, Oh, she? <laughs> she is not dead. No. I have quite a few friends like this. They're known as the ladies in the white dresses, and they're seen all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, do they just sort of put their head on top and hope it doesn't fall off, or do they carry it under their arms? That's what I would Ooh, I bet it's a mix of both. And I heard something about a green ribbon. You can always hold your head on with just a green ribbon. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's very stylish, I think. Very nice. Okay. All right. Well, next is John Bell. John is um, the host and creator of Bells in the Battery, a hilarious audio comedy series. Oh, that's I was... Wonderful. I was featured in some of those episodes. That's <laughs> right. You were. You were. That's most recently. And uh, he writes, Old Dracula was quite a terror and also a vintage blood sharer. But his blood, it went bad. Because the list that he had contained a type O graphical error. <laughs> a blood joke. Oh, I love blood jokes. That's, that's a good the one, best. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> now, the next one is also by John Bell, but Cadavera, I think you should read that one. Because it's about you. <laughs> Enjoy. Limericks read by Miss Quivery. I look forward to her delivery, her dulcet tones, to the rattling of bones, will make me all shaky and shivery. Mm. <laughs> oh, how wonderful. Thank you, John. Oh, aye, he's a clever one. Well, who's next on the list, then? Ooh, Sarah Golding. We've heard from her before. Oh, Sarah Golding is like the first lady of modern audio drama. She can do nearly anything. Ooh, but uh, Sarah has come up with a couple of really funny, really funny limericks for us here. What, mm -hmm. And you're going to read them to us. Let's hear it, Cadavra. Yes, Sarah. <clears throat> Vampirus Doyen, cool goth vamp sensation, wept as all necks were in isolation. So she showed up on Zoom with a whoosh and vavoom. 
virtually sucked up all online sensation. <laughs> oh, how modern! Well, that's, the doing it. that's that's the modern way of, of doing it there. <laughs> oh, I love it. When we're all alone, there are still ways to get to people. <laughs> There's a way to embrace modern technology, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's see, she has one more. There once was a Frankenstein dude who mistook for a monster was wooed. But he went all to pieces and screamers cried, cease this. Identity theft can be crude. <laughs> <laughs> so- most of our limericks about Frankenstein deal with him losing body parts. <laughs> oh, bless him, poor monster. A man, sort of a an, monster. Sort of an unwitting... <laughs> well, make up your mind. <laughs> sort of an unwitting theme there with the Frankenstein limericks. Good job, everybody. Exactly. All right. Next is Glenn Hardpointer. We haven't heard from him in a while, but he was the feller who uh, announced one of our commercials way back in the day for Snatch'em Instant Waffles. So maybe oh. if you heard that one, you're familiar with Glenn. <laughs> yes! Now, Glenn says, he's a little wishy-washy here. It's a kind of a wishy-washy limerick. Seems like, like, like he's in love, but he doesn't know what to do. It goes, I thought I'd break off with my gal when she sucked all the blood from my pal. When she moved on to dad, it sure made me feel bad. I can't leave her, but someday I shall. Oh, I love it. What a mess. What a Some mess. Some people just can't break off when they need to. <laughs> no. Oh. Let me see. Oh, looks like we've got one final one. Mm. And that's from Jack Ward. Oh, Jack. He's a saint of a fella. Yeah. Saint of a fella. He is the guy who created the Mutual Audio Network, and he is the man behind the tiller, that's for sure. So let's hear what he's got. Oh, it looks like it's some. It, it's about you. It's a tribute to you, Cadavra. It is. Why don't you read it? Why don't you read it, darling? Oh, thank you, Jack Ward. <clears throat> Miss Quivery may keep herself fit through pestilent punish play wit. <laughs> she elicits loud moans and gooey glee groans. When you've got it, you've got to haunt it. <laughs> oh, Jack! Last, that's the perfect final entry here. A little tribute to our darling Cadaver Quivery. Very oh, good. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Billy, for sailing on in and hanging out with me to read these. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. That was that was a fine mess of limericks. That's for sure. Good job, all of you. Fine, fine, fine. Thanks for entering, and we hope you enjoyed our recitation. Yes, thank you so much, everybody, and I look forward to seeing you again in the cellar. Now, I know, Cadavra, the cellar uh, series is on hiatus while uh, uh, Pete, the producer, is putting together some special entries for the Sonic Summerstock Playhouse. Ooh, how exciting, uh, yes. Oh, aye, there's going to be four of them. They're <gasps> putting out an, an episode of Night Beat. And one of Quiet Please, and then there's an episode of Bob and Ray, the comedians, uh, and then a final one will be uh, an old BBC radio play called East of the Sun and West of the Moon. Now, these four are uh, special old-time radio remakes, and that's the nature of the Sonic Society Summerstock Playhouse. Every year, 
people from all over the world will recreate. They'll gather actors together and put a modern spin, either a modern spin, or they'll stay true to the original when they remake these. But it's a fun project, and Pete has been involved in that for, uh, this is a sixth year of getting, getting involved in the Sonic Society. So <clears throat> I just wanted to tell you, because he asked me to, to pass along this message, that uh, even though the, the seller is on hiatus, we'll be coming back soon with new episodes uh, once he's done with the production of these four special programs. Oh, how exciting! Well, good luck to Pete. I love all of his audio dramas. All of you should listen to them immediately. There's a whole backlog that you can go and peruse while you wait for new episodes of Everything Summerstock and Everything The Cellar to come out. In the meantime, fiends, make sure that you wash your paws, that you keep <laughs> your social distance, mind your own bloodbath, and feed your pets. Rodrigo, I'm coming. Hold on. <laughs> Oh, and remember, fiends, don't take candy from stranglers. <laughs> <laughs> well, bye-bye for now. Goodbye. That was the Sellers Limerick Contest Special for 2020, and we hope you enjoyed our contestants' poetic efforts. Special thanks go out to our friends... Nancy Bueller, Gareth Severn, Barry Grimes, Jason D. Johnson, Dana Gonzalez, Robert Chauncey, Leanne King, Chris Messersmith, Christy Daigle, Karen Tardiff, Jill Korn, Stu Hutchinson, James Songster, Chauncey Hayworth, Joe Griffin, Lothar Tuppen, David Alt, Mark Bruzy, John Bell, Sarah Golding, and Jack Ward. Honorable mention, or rather, horrible mention, Phil Boyd Studge, Federal Stone Cipher, Dr. Fred Sturdley, and Glenn Hardpointer. Nice try, fellas. Maybe next year, eh? Cadavero wants to remind you all that she'll be back after a brief hiatus and reminds those who haven't heard the first nine episodes that this is the perfect time to get caught up. This summer, Sonic Summerstock Playhouse will be bigger and better than ever, with four old-time radio remakes from the Narada Radio Company, plus many more from our audio drama comrades. Don't miss them. The fun starts July 5th. And now, this is Montego Domingo speaking. The preceding has been a 63 audio production in association with the Mutual Network. Better living through audio. Sixty-three audio. This is mutual. There's a train headed your way. 
It's the Transcontinental Terror Express, pulling into the Mutual Audio Network Depot in October. I'm Boris, your conductor. This train is powered by your favorite horror actors, writers, and producers who are dying to entertain you. And I'm Igor. As your engineer on this trip, I can't be held responsible for any accidents, even if they're on purpose. I'll make sure your ride is as smooth as the blood on a corpse's face. Uh, you're not fun. It's the best audio horror on the rails. It always goes off the rails. Be sure to subscribe to the Mutual Audio Network now, so you don't miss a single scary Sunday. And there are five Sundays in October, including... Halloween! Five wonderful weeks of fears for your ears. All aboard the Transcontinental Terror Express. We're working up a good head of scream for you.